So we made it here, Emily. Yes, we're Finally here. here. Okay, I'm really, this is going to be a very fun episode because we have Sex with Emily. Yes. Who, of course, is the host of the very, very successful podcast, Sex with Emily, as well as the XM Serious show. Is it also yeah. called Sex it's with Emily? It's all called Sex with Emily across the board. I'm so grateful. It's like everything is sex, my website, my social media, my show. Everything is everything, just Sex with serious Emily. Except, yes, Sex with Emily. I was, That's even my name now. It is exactly yeah, like yeah. I was saying earlier before we just started taping that I feel like you're kind of like Madonna. Yeah. You know, like people know you I'm just honored. as that. Yeah, they do. People are like, oh, I'm going out with my friend Emily. They're like, sex with Emily. And right. everyone's like, I'm just going to call you that. I'm like, okay. Because it's I true. To, it is true. I am sex with Emily. I've been doing it long enough that I'm okay being sex with Emily. And it's it'd be weird for me to say your last name with it. It'd feel yeah. like it would feel just strange because <laughs> that's not how I feel I know you either. But so I have to just ask, like, forget this before we dig into all the yeah. sex talk, which of course we're going to do. You're like a, a nice, cute Jewish girl. Like, how did you become like a sex expert? Um, I, you know, actually it was from, it was from desire to like learn more about sex. I felt like as a nice Jewish girl, I was raised that, you know, I was raised with no information about sex, but I also didn't have the guilt and shame that comes with a lot of other religions. At least I didn't. Right. But then How's I realized. How's possible? Like, did your mother, like, how, what did your mother think of this job? Oh my God. My mother is chill. My mom just was waiting for me to make a living. It okay. took me a long time to figure out the business aspect of it. So my mom was just kind of like, as long as you make a living, but they weren't, my mom wasn't freaked out about it. She's just more like, although she did say for a long time, she talks about dating, not sex. Um, my family's not the traditional like Jewish family in that way. She was just more like, just make a living and I don't want to take care. Because it was hard doing the, what I'm doing. Well, absolutely. Like, it's not like the trajectory. Like, I, I mean, were you like just a high, like, how did you become yeah. this? Okay, like, so I had a, lot, a few different careers. So I, and I always kind of did my own thing. So I grew up in Michigan, went to University of Michigan. And after college, I decided that I want to work in politics and I wanted to work for women because there was only two women in the Senate. And I got my car, drove to San Francisco, and I lived there for a long time. And I worked in politics. That was my first career. And then after that, I just, I, I had an idea. I made a film. I made a documentary film about politics. And after that, I was like, well, what's going to be my next subject? I realized I really loved interviewing people. And I thought, I've always been fascinated by sex and relationships. Now, first, the sex part comes in because I was like in my 30s. And I was like, okay, sex I mean, I was, okay, for backup, I was a late bloomer. I didn't know anything about sex. Like, not because, I feel like a lot of parents are like, oh, well, if you have any questions, ask me. But it wasn't like my mom sat me down and talked mm -hmm. about sex. So then I was having sex. I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, what's the big hype about it? I never thought sex was that amazing. I never thought to masturbate. never occurred to me until I was having sex for a while. I was like in my 20s. My friends were like, well, don't you masturbate, having an orgasm. I'm like, what? I didn't even know what those things were. You know, you just like make that flow off your tongue. Oh, like you're talking off. about like having the like weather. a cheeseburger and fries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like cheeseburger fries. Like, yeah, right. Side of orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I think, were you, but were you always just no. comfortable to talk I like wasn't. That, I was not. No. So this came later. So I just realized I'm going to go on a mission to figure out what makes great sex. Because every time my friends would be like, oh, I had the most amazing sex last night. I always say to them, well, what, what do you mean? Like back up, like. Like, did you have 16 orgasms? Was his penis double jointed? What does great sex mean? Because I was certain I had never had it. Right. So then it really, I just started a podcast in my living room in 2005, not the expert, just interviewing people, friends, 
other experts, people who had written books or worked in the sex industry or therapists or anything. And I just said- Out of curiosity, Out of really? curiosity. It wow. was not the expert. It was like, oh my God. My, and I realized it right away. First of all, people were very open to talk about it because no one ever asked them that much about their careers or who they were. Even friends who were like dating online mm -hmm. or married. I'm like, what's the secret or what is great sex? And that podcast became successful. I mean, there was like probably five podcasts at the time, but also right. it had sex in the title. And then from there, this trajectory just, I was like, I loved it. After I did that first podcast, I invited like a bunch of people over. I did eight hours of podcasting the first day. I interviewed, I had all these people and I was like, oh my God, I love this. Just about the, the curiosity of what yeah, they thought I was, made good sex, basically. Yeah, what makes good sex. I had a friend over who was um, dating. and Yeah, it was kind of sex and dating. It was like just wherever they were at, what their views were on dating and sex. And I just posted them and I was like, I love this. And then I kept doing the podcast. And then in 2009, I went back to grad school and got my doctorate because I thought, here's the thing. I had done hundreds of podcasts because I've done been doing them like every week. So I'm now three a week for 14 years. I've got a lot of podcasts. And I realized at the time I had read every book about sex, but I felt like it would be great to get a degree, go to school, be legit. Because people started to ask me for advice. Mm. And I still felt, okay, I've had a lot of therapy. <laughs> I know a lot, but I want to get the degree. So right. then I went back to school and I've yeah, been doing it for 14 years. And so that's how it all evolved. And then I became the expert. But I felt like also in my own life, I was learning the tools about sex that still today, nobody knows. Even my niece, who is 19 years old, came out to intern for me from Michigan this summer and she's, she was where I was at 19. Like there's still, sex education is still abysmal. We still think it's taboo. We still right. don't talk to, and we think it's getting better and in a way it is, like we're here talking about it. But, but there's still, still, still a lack. But it's still, still like awkward you, you're for me. Like, oh, she just like when you said that twice. word, or right. no, like the other word, I was kind of like, oh your my mom God. just left and wasn't watching. I know, thank God. I know my mom's visiting from Canada and I'm like, <laughs> I literally, the first thing that I thought was, oh my God, is she, how loud did she just say that right. word masturbation? Right. You know, because right. it's still like, and I feel like I consider myself like an open person and kind of, very, not that inhibited. Right. But still. Saying it yes. is not that common. Like, I forget. I say it too in restaurants. People turn around. But I right. was like, well, it's masturbation month. When am I supposed to, you know. That's well, right. And when also you took, you gave me my, your note, like the notes, kind of like the pre-show notes for this, like what you would you like to talk about? And like, <laughs> I see that word over and over. Masturbation, masturbation. I'm like, oh my key. gosh, are you kidding me? Because masturbation, here's the thing. We don't give our kids any sex education. We don't even talk about anatomy. We don't talk about pleasure, which is masturbation. We don't talk about getting to know yourself. The only education people get, at least in America, is fear-based. It's, you're going to get, don't get an STD and don't get pregnant. That's right. it. And, That's and so have, sex if, have sex when you're in love and you want to have a baby. But there's nothing about, well, what happens if I start to feel these things in my body, you know, in my teens and and then if you're in certain places, it's like shame, like don't ever touch yourself. But really the secret to great sex, one of the keys is knowing your own body and what, especially for mm -hmm. women, like we just, I used to believe that it was a, I truly believe when I was, when I was like started having sex, since it didn't feel particularly great and I didn't know what I wanted, that men were shipped off to some secret school where they learned all about my bodies and women and what, cause I was like, they know I had this. Because mm -hmm. I knew I didn't know. And here we are having sex. You know, I had, I don't know. Does that, did you have that yeah. with men? Like, I just assumed they knew better than I did. Well, I just felt like, I think, I think girls or women Girl, or whatever yeah. are just naturally in society just are supposed to feel less comfortable and less secure with it. Right. It's just kind of like, that's kind of been like the pattern right. that's evolved. That's the not, right. And like men have, the, the, all these like myths are like men have a, a higher libido. Men should take control and know what they're doing. And I feel like because of that, if you don't like take a 
understand as a woman, you kind of just like follow along yeah. with what the path should, should in quotes be. Right. You know, that's why I find it interesting with you because like here you are, this like little cute girl <laughs> who's like the kind of become like the new Dr. Ruth. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm aging myself by saying no, that, but, but Dr. Yeah. Ruth is like, a war, you know, she she's was, the only one people can really... Right. She's she the only a pioneer. One. And she's a pioneer. But okay, my but let's go back a second. So there's so much. Is that does that mean that okay, so you started this out of you took something that you were curious with and mm-hmm. kind of made it your made it your your business mm-hmm. and and made it a very successful business. However, like does that mean that you were always more less inhibited when you were having sex because you were curious? Were you always like open to everything? I wasn't as open. I thought I was open, but once I started studying, like you can never learning, go back. Yeah. Once I started learning, like I thought, like nutrition, actually, like I can't, I can't not. Well, I did all the things. So we talk about myths. I did all the things and believed all the things that most people think. Like I did what a guy would say to me, does this feel good? I'd be like, yeah, like whatever right, you're right, doing right. feels good. Because I wouldn't have known how to correct him. I didn't know what I want. I faked orgasms. I I would have sex just to get it over with. Not that I didn't enjoy it sometimes, but it was like, it seemed easier just to keep going than to stop. So now it's like, I know what I want. I know what feels good. I know how to, that, that she comes first. Like my orgasm is important, but, but I'm also not sitting there with a bullhorn going like with a guy like to the left. To the right, 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 right. And I'm sure people will assume that because I'm not oh, like I that did. either. I just know how to. Yeah, I just know how to move out. And, and also, if someone's going to get into my bedroom, like, there's already been enough that I know that they could, I know what to look for. I know. Well, it's become, because you have become an expert, just like yeah. with exercise, for example, you know, I, people would think that, like, I would know more about how to do a squat or a lunge or a push-up. Just yeah, how I'm they going would to think, you for all my squats. Right, I and am. for you, I would be like, if I was a guy, I'd be like, wow, that girl, that chick's going to be great in bed because she must have all the tricks and tools and you must get out, yeah. asked out all the time. You sometimes go in phases. I mean, I think you have to go out more to get asked out. But yeah. I, yeah, I've gone, in, yeah, I get asked I think, out. I think you've People been, want to fix me up, but yeah, because they're like sex with Emily. I, exactly. Like it, it'd be kind of like a notch in their belt kind yep. of deal, you know? That's why also you got to be a little bit like, do they really want to be here? Or is it a notch in their belt? But I don't really afford it. I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character. I'd be curious though myself. Not, I mean, just to say, like, I'd right. be curious. I'd like to be a fly in the wall. <laughs> when in the I'm room. having sex? Yeah. Would you mind inviting that me? That would be just a good so reality yeah. show. Don't you think so? <laughs> yes. I think it'd be a great YouTube video, you know? So, yeah. so can you tell me, and everybody, I guess, yeah. what are the top five myths that people... Oh, that's such a good question. Um, the first one is that men have higher libidos than women. It okay. is not true. Like literally everything we've learned about sex isn't true. Some women have higher libidos than men. And, and in fact, most of libido is in our mind. So you might, you don't have like low libido. You have like high boredom. Mm. And usually boredom is sort of the antidote. Like we're so bored that we have, aren't mixing up our sex life. But that's, that's the other, that's kind of the other part of that. Wait, we that's could, interesting. Hold on a second. You're saying, so... If someone has a higher libido, that is a there's a correlation between that and and them being bored. Yeah, I think. Well, okay, that was I sort of tied together two things. First, let me just say this: that this notion that women are frigid and don't want sex and men are always ready to go is not true. Like, right. so that is the myth that is untrue. There are so many, and this is one of the first ones that I was shocked when I started it. That like, I kept hearing from women, they're like, "I want more sex than my husband. I want more sex than my partner." I was like, "But that's not true." Right. And so that one blew my my blew the socks. I was like, Whoa. And then I came to see, we can like circle back to the boredom thing. Cause I think in life, typically where I hear from a lot of couples in long-term relationships that 
that sex isn't great anymore. And they're like, I don't care if we have sex anymore. We've been together forever. Like sex is whatever. We're best friends. But typically if you mix it up, you do one thing different. You start talking about it or people have affairs. They're like, oh, look, there's my libido. It's because it was something new and interesting right. and novel and spontaneous. But sex with the same person is you got to make an effort. Well, that makes sense to yeah. me. So you're saying, because after a while, like, like anything in life, it becomes very routine Everything. and habitual and then you lose the interest. So when right. when you're less bored, that's when I, I, I get the correlation. Yeah, that it's kind of like exercise, right? Yeah, when absolutely. You, when you, you plateau become, because plateau. Like, you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It becomes mundane and boring. That will happen to sex life. So, and that is what happens to everyone's sex life. Like, so just know it. That it's makes sense. So that's why the correlation between the men, the libido. Okay, what's another myth? Okay, another myth is that um, size matters. Right. For some people, it, it might matter. But truly, like most, I feel like that men are more obsessed about their penises than women are. Right. If you know how to, you know, and yes, there's size queens. Just like there's men who only want to be with a woman who has large breasts or smaller breasts. Right. Those people exist. But typically all the penis craziness is like, we're going to be fine. I'm talking about heterosexual couples. Like women are like, it's, we don't even orgasm through penetration. Only 20, that's the going into the other myth is that only women do not orgasm through penetrative sex. In fact, only 20, some do, but 20% do. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. So if you do, that's amazing. And it's typically because of your anatomy. If you're, um, if you're the closer that your clitoris is to your vaginal opening, opening, you'd be more likely to orgasm during intercourse. Other ways, you will not. And so figure out other ways to stimulate yourself. It is all magic of the clitoris, but you like foreplay and all these other things are super important for women to have pleasure. So what we see and why it's a myth is because all the movies and TV are like couple falls into bed and there's right. no foreplay. And oh my God, explosive orgasm yeah. at the same time. It's like time. soap opera stuff. Like exactly. I'm young and the restless when you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that doesn't happen. So Nick, give me a couple, give me a, three more that okay. are, that, that are not so obvious. Okay, some other obvious. Let's see. No, that, not obvious. Not obvious. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Am I stumping you? No, sex no, expert? no, no. Just give me a second because there's so there's so many that. Um, oh, this is one I just answered for Cosmo today. But like, you can't tell anything. The size in the hands or feet are not an indicator of penis size. Oh, okay. Did yeah, you know that I, that no, wasn't I, true? Well, I think that was always like a like a jokey thing. Okay. but I kind of figured that would. That one just came in. Um, let's see. I mean, that was a thing today. Oh my God, there's so many I'm going to give you one. How about yeah. pheromones? What is the, like, is it, is there something to be said for just like there are people's pheromones that actually just don't connect or match or, and I mean, others I that just I think that do? scent plays a huge role in like this elusive chemistry thing. Like why are we attracted to certain people? And like completely not attracted to other people. Exactly. And yeah. I do think that the scent is a huge factor. Like there's all the, there's those studies of like women sleeping with them, mm -hmm. with their partner's uh, t-shirt like overnight that he's like slept in and sweated and then they sleep with it and then they see like that there's who they would likely be more attracted to. So there is a certain... Well, I would think also more because sometimes like you have people have these like stupid checklists of like what they're looking for in a partner, that, right? Throw that away. And you, exactly. Because the reality is like m many times, you know, you have this, this, and this, and then whatever reason, you're just, no, there's no chemistry. And that's because I would think, I mean, you're the expert, yeah. not me, is it, at, at the end of the day, it all comes down to like, uh, a, like a nuance and pheromones. Yeah, pheromone. I think a little bit is pheromones, which is like scent. So I feel like all of our senses is like have to be engaged. Like we want to like the way they look, they smell, like even like the way they taste. Like it is true that that can totally attract us or detract. That's why you want to meet people in person. Like right. this whole like we're just met online and then we meet up. I'm like, have at least have a FaceTime call with someone before you go out with them on a date because 
then you at least can see them. You can't smell them yet. But yeah, I think that there's a lot that goes into chemistry that's sort of elusive. But absolutely, like if you don't like the way someone sent that, will it won't go any further. Right. But that's not the only thing. You could also be super attracted to someone, have the best sex of your life with someone who is terrible for you. Well, that's but that's my point. I'm saying like what that's my whole thing yeah. is like you could have every check in the on like all yeah, the boxes all the- checked. And yet, like in person, in real life, you know, there you guys have no real right. chemistry, or there's there's zero there. But you can have it with someone who's completely the worst person for you in a relationship. You have nothing in common, but there's like a pheromone or a chemistry right. that yes, kind of connects that, you to it. That's that's my that's point. That's true. Yeah, I think that happens probably a lot. Yeah, that does happen a lot, and that's when you have to like kind of let your mind and like kind of. Pull back from if you, especially if you find patterns, because sometimes people are also really familiar to us because they there's a pattern that has been set in our childhood, right? Like a lot of times we mimic when they say, "Oh, she married her father, she married mm-hmm, her mother." Mm-hmm. Like that typically means that there's a pattern. Like the neuroplasticity of our brain is so strong, but we can actually rewire it. But typically, what we are attracted to can sometimes not be that healthy. Why am I dating abusive men? Why am I dating men who won't commit? Why am I dating women who aren't available? Or, you know, and and it's because it's familiar, but it can be familiar to like a toxic pattern that Mm -hmm. no longer serves us. So there's something to that. Like there's all these factors. Like it could be pheromones, but it'd be like, oh, this person didn't treat me well, but that's really familiar because my father didn't treat me well either. Can you break him? So- are there your tricks? picker's broken? I yeah I there, yeah exactly that that make I've heard that a lot. Like yeah. therapists talk about that a lot. So are there strategies or or tips to kind of get away from that pattern? Or yeah, I mean, I think first is to like stop dating. Like if you are going through a breakup or you're going through a period. I think it's so important to take time in between partners where you really truly do the work on yourself. And you look at your past relationships, like what worked for you, what didn't, what, and take your, see your part in it. I think oftentimes when relationships end, we're like so angry, like we can blame our partner and we, we don't think that we had any part in it. Like, I don't know why I keep finding all these people, but it's like, there's two of you in it. There's 50, 50. So once you can kind of look at it, know your role, know your part in it, and then really do that deep work of like, what do I want? And not just that 60 point list, but like, what are the values? What are my non-negotiables? And what worked and what didn't, and who am I now at this point in my life? And I think that can only be done by not dating, taking it off the table, um, and taking time to like build a really full life. Because when we're not in a good place, people often like, say like, "I want to find my better half," and I don't believe that. Like, I believe that when you are more whole, you're going to attract someone who's whole. Absolutely. Like, you don't want to be half the person looking for someone to fill you. Because no, exactly. I don't believe in that. Complete me. It's like be complete human. When you're out there, and I think that's a journey, you know, that is a life journey getting there. So I think that's some of the things and look at your patterns, have therapy. I believe everybody needs therapy. I go in and out of it in my lifetime, but I've done so many different kinds of it. And I just, I don't know. I think you're never done on this. Whatever therapy means to you, it could be your yoga for a while. It could be meditation. um, But I actually do believe deep therapy work is good. Also, I don't, is there like, just because, I mean, because you're, you're, you're a single girl, you're a sex expert, you're not, um, it's not, do people say, well, why are you single then? Yeah, all the time? Right. Yeah. But is there a correlation? I mean, you're, you're talking more, your, your, your strike zone, so to speak, is talking about like sex and like that and, and the, the, and I communication, guess, the communication and of that. Well, yeah. But why then do you think you're single? I would say that I'm single by choice right now. I think that I was honestly, I was never, you're a cute girl, I got married to, yeah. And I've been in so many relationships. Um, 
I was never, it was never on my bucket list to get married or have children. Now that goes back to a million things. Right. Probably childhood. Um, I've always been very driven. I've always wanted to support myself. I've always had plenty of partners and opportunities and I really like um, being on my own. I do. I like being in relationships, but I've also in this path I've been on building a company and building a business that was like I, being in a relationship, I, well, I've had a lot of few year relationships here and there, but it was never about that for me. But now I'm at a different point in my life where I'm like, things are more settled. I know myself better. I would be open to, you know, right. more of a long-term relationship, but I really wasn't. And I just think, honestly, like, I don't think I could be where I'm at if I was married and had kids, at least who I am. It would not have, it wouldn't have worked. And I know, knew that about myself. Right. I just knew that. So well, why am I resumes, super- by the way, for her. So I know anyone- I love this. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the best place ever to date me. I was not even five, six years ago. I was still like, um, I was all about my business. I don't know how you like being a mom and having a career. Like my hat goes off to every woman well, on the planet. Like this. my plants are dying. Like, you know, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm glad that you said that. And I say it all the time. I mean, we say this off, yeah. off of this, off of this, uh, Mike stuff that it's very, very hard. If you're yeah. building a business and you're trying to be very entrepreneurial and you are entrepreneurial and then you have a kid and get married, it, there is there, it does take you off path. Yeah. And I, I'm the first to say it like, you know, your, my career was on a, a very different tra- uh, trajectory for a while and then it plateaus and yeah. then you have to kind of like take it up again. I mean, that's just what it is. People don't want to be honest and they're like, right. lean in to this and lean in to that. Yeah. And like, it's like such a, like, it, it's just like a platitude right? in a way. It really is. Yeah. But I, for me, I, yeah, I knew myself. So yeah, but why am I saying, I mean, I'm always dating and saying, oh. so it's a fun question. It's, it's interesting. People often think God aren't like, people call up every day on the show. They're taking advice to me. I've answered, you know, I've helped literally millions of listeners and people. Oh, like, millions. I mean, that's what millions. I'm saying. Like, so it's like, but funny, but oftentimes people aren't like, well, what would you know? You've never been married. Like luckily, well, it doesn't come up that you know, much. You, you I've definitely was, had sex, but I can. I have great communication skills. I, you know? I was going to say you probably have more more experience because you've had so many more partners and more experience. Yeah. Not, not to like say that. Right, it's okay. I've like had a lot of partners. Like a, right, kind of slut, but I no, mean but that. I've had tons of partners. Like, but I'm saying you may have more experience. You've you got to have more array of relationships to kind of pull information from. Yeah, that's how I would spin in the Yeah, exactly. Right? So, what are the top? Where, where the where the most asked questions, especially now with your uh, serious show? Okay, and for, and I want to know the top questions from men and okay. the top questions from women. All right, the top questions from men are, um, it depends the age group. So I would say for for many men, it's why can't my partner have an orgasm with my penis? Okay, um, what's wrong with my penis? Either it comes too quickly or it doesn't, or delayed ejaculation. It won't come like there's like men go through different stages what? with their penis What's delayed? so delayed ejaculation is a very common thing for men but it's not as a diagnosis as premature when it's typically you come in a minute or less and you can't control it delayed ejaculation is when a guy it takes him 30 minutes or longer to orgasm during intercourse and 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 even then like and oh, so their Jesus. female partners are like what's wrong with me am i not turning him on and it, a lot of time most of the things i'm talking about are psychological like it's patterns that happen like maybe someone walked in and you masturbating and you thought you had to get over with quickly so but it's about penis different penis functioning like and then when you get older why is my penis not getting as hard because men's testosterone drop after the age of 40 a lot of so i always say there's oh. the penis umbrella questions and then for men too <laughs> it's how do i get my partner to blank have a threesome um, fulfill this fantasy, have more sex with me. Um, 
Uh, those are the questions, I guess. For, and also, how do I get more confidence in dating? Because it's not just sex. My show is a lot of like dating right. and apps and all that stuff. How do I have confidence to go out there and date again or to date for the first time? Because my listeners are like 18 to 83. I know. That's why you have a huge demo. Yeah, because it's literally, and it's 50% men and 50% women. Which, wow. it's funny because when I side note, when I first started my show, people were like, well, what's your audience? Marketing, branding. I'm like, it's everybody. They're like, it can't be everybody. I'm like, it literally is because everybody has sex and nobody knows this. And exactly. it turns out it truly is. It's like 50-50 because there's not a lot of places for people to go for this kind of information, which is why I, I love what I do. So so let's see for men. I think those are, what else do I got? How do I get my partner to do something? Um, like what's the biggest one to do? Like the threesome? And the how do we, yeah, that's like a big fantasy. Like how do I get my partner to do blank? I right. always fill in like have a threesome, watch porn or get me to let, allow me to watch porn. Um, I think those are the top men questions. Why won't my partner blank or how do I get him to do this? And something's wrong with my penis. And then for <laughs> women, it's like, um, why can't I orgasm? I have a low libido. I'm not turned on or mismatched libidos is a very common thing for men and for women. Like you're in a long-term relationship and I want sex more than my partner. And I hear this again, 54% from men and from women. Like we never have sex anymore. How do we, how do we, or my partner wants it and I don't. So that's like a kind of umbrella for men and for women. What do you, want, what do you respond with? Oh, that's a whole, like, um, typically it's mostly what I respond with, with no matter what the question is, if it has to do with a partner, I say, have you talked to them about it? Oh, yeah, I let them know that I want more sex. And I say, we never have sex, but nothing happened. This is how the conversation goes. I'm like, okay, well. And then I really teach people a lot of what I do is teach people how to communicate with themselves and with others. So it's like, okay, well, the best place to have this conversation about sex is outside the bedroom. And it's not when you just got rejected again from your partner who didn't want to have sex. It's outside the bedroom. And it's like a very like, hey, so it's in a, when you're not, I always say it's not when you're like uh, halt hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You want to do it when you're like chilling. Maybe you're on a Sunday drive or you're hiking or you're at breakfast. And you're like, you know, I really, let's talk about our sex life. I realize we've been together. We never really talk about it except for when- By the way, you called it halt? Halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Like if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, don't make rash decisions. Don't send that email. Don't get in a fight. Yeah, that's don't, a great one. I'm yeah, going to write that down. Write that down. Yeah. Because that's, that's a, oftentimes when we react in ways that we- regret right. and that we aren't really in a centered place. So we want to make sure that we are just in a good place. And then, and typically conversation is I like to talk about the compliment sandwich. So if you have a feedback to your partner, you're like, wow, I keep thinking about the sex we had last night. Like, let's say I want my partner to kiss more. I loved how we were like making out. It felt so good. And then, you know, I realized that when we make out more, it makes me get more in the mood and want to have more sex. And then like the comp, that's like when you, you say something you like and then you give feedback and then you close it with like, so I'm, I really think that if we start to have more of these times, we're going to have explosive sex off the charts. That's great. The compliment sandwich. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that compliment sandwich. With anything in life, by the yeah, way. Right? Anything. With, with no work, one wants with- to hear you. If you go to your partner, because we, we usually when people say we, we've, um, we never have sex, it's like, it's, it's typically it's been said like, you never initiate. We never have sex. How come you're this? How come you're that? You're blaming, right? That's yeah, a blame. blaming and shaming. Yeah. And no one's going to make any change when you blame or shame. Absolutely. That's a great point. I like that. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. More from our guest, but first a quick word from our sponsor. There's a lot of confusion around CBD nowadays, but not all CBD is created equally. Adding hemp fusion CBD to your daily routine adds up to a lot of benefits. Unlike other CBD brands who offer just CBD, Hemp Fusion is CBD plus omegas 
plus terpenes to help you feel 100%. They do this because CBD works best for your body when it's combined with these other nutrients. This is available both online and at natural product retailers near you. And Hemp Fusion ships anywhere in the U.S. So please use promo code HABITS for 20% off your first order and free shipping at HempFusion.com. That's promo code HABITS. Get Hemp Fusion and they ship anywhere in the U.S. for free when you use that 20% code HABITS. And then, okay, so... We, did you, is there anything? Okay, so now we did the men and the women. We did. You we touched on did the women. Both. Women, it's orgasms, it's body image. How do I get comfortable during sex? Right, what about my? Um, how do I please them? How do I give blow? I mean, there's so many women who are so oriented towards pleasing their partners, and if I can change anything, it's getting women to understand. And that's why I talk about masturbation. That it's mm-hmm. so important to like part of self love is loving yourself, loving your body, and realizing that you have all the secrets. You can figure out what makes yourself feel good. And once you do and you become fully like, and this is a lifetime journey, but empowered and know that what your body can do, it'll be a lot easier to be with a partner and ask for what you want and show them what feels good on you. Because otherwise women, because of our upbringing and what we see in movies and TV and family is that it's, we are pleasers inherently. And so we're like, well, how do I give a, be a better partner? How do I make him like me more? How do I, and it's like, well, it's about you. I'm always like, go back to you, go back to what you want. And there was one of the best sex books that I think has been written and it's required reading for every man is called She Comes First by Dr. Ian Kerner. I think it just had its like 20 year anniversary because it really explains this whole notion of like, pretty much men are going to orgasm. Like it's going to be fine, but it's women. There's an orgasm gap. It takes women between 20 and 40 minutes to have an orgasm. And men, it's like eight. And so for women, we're just like, get it over with or whatever. Like, we do we skip right through foreplay? I always say foreplay is not just like a suggestion. It's actually a requirement. We don't just like talk about it. Like, we need it. So. No, I think that's a, those are all really good points. And things that like you hear all the time. Like, it's kind of like noise in in the background. It is, but it's true. And it's all, and the truth is, it is true. You know? So I think like you kind of you kind of like, sometimes a common sense isn't so common, right? Like right. you're trying to like reinforce these things to be like not like the truths yeah. and the not truths. The myths, yeah, right? The myths. the myths are that foreplay is just something, oh, that's, we don't need foreplay because it's all, oh, I'll give it to her just to get to my needs met. But there's like a whole shift that has to change with relationships and men and women. And, and, and I think that women thing is like a really important point, right? Because I think so much of it is based on someone's confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like what they're, they're and shame or, or like uncomfortable to ask for what they want. And like, again, and I always say the same thing, like how you do one thing in life is probably how you do everything in yep. life, right? So if you're kind of like someone who's uncomfortable to ask for what you want in one area, you're probably going to be that way in the other. Exactly. And so when these people are coming to you in this, like, what are some like tactical things you tell them to do to kind of build their confidence and self-esteem to go after what they want? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like it's, um, confidence is definitely an inside job. I think it's being consistent with whatever you're trying to do. You mean for sexually, how do they become confident? I guess, yeah, because, well, because that's what your specialty is. Yeah. yeah. I would say because by, by, if I was calling into your show and I would say, how, you know, you would tell me this advice, like, oh, well then just do this and this. 
that doesn't necessarily transfer to me, like Conf- then having like this grand, you know, this, this confidence and self-worth and right. walking in the world differently. Like, yeah. is there actual tactical, practical steps that someone can take? Yeah. I mean, I think that if you want to become sexually confident and sexually empowered, I think the first step is understanding that, that we are responsible for our own pleasure. And I know you keep talking about orgasm, but honestly, I don't want to be like so orgasm centric because some people, but most people can have them. Okay. That we're responsible. Is it true though that some people cannot? Some, very few can. Very few. Okay. And I think that people think they're like broken. People call me. I'm like, no, you just have to breathe and try. Women are probably uncomfortable with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. So I think the more we like learn this self-love and realize that our bodies can do all these amazing things and we actually do um, masturbate and we start to ask our partners and show them what feels good. I think that men, and I am, I know I'm talking very like heteronormative here, but there's actually a masculine energy and a feminine energy in every relationship. So even if it's same sex, there's still someone in the bedroom. It's like a power thing, right? Like you have to have a masculine energy and a feminine energy. So even for that, whoever it is leading, that's more about the chemistry that's happening in the moment. Like you have to learn how to play with the polarities of them. And that's a whole other conversation of the masculine and feminine. I just don't want people to feel like it just had a, because it is no, pretty. No, touch upon that. I think that's super important. Yeah, right? it's because, like attraction. So you're saying, that's, that's a good point too, that there has to be a, ma- a more masculine energy. And a, At least sexually and, in the bedroom. To, for the polarity. If you're both lying there waiting for someone to make the there, move, nothing's going to happen. And if you're both in the masculine state leading, there's also nothing that's going to happen. But is so, that why some people are, I guess, are more drawn, gravitate to different people? Because yes. of like, because of Who's the Who's a leader? Yeing? Yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then for women though, what's another, okay, so do I have another thing is where a lot of women are challenged, like for example, me being a strong, independent, very like masculine woman in my day-to-day life. I run a business. Yeah. I'm in charge. I have a produce show. I do all these things. How do I turn that off and then get into my body, my feminine, when I'm with a man or if I'm on a date or not take, not open the door, not pay for the check in a way that a lot of men want to lead. They, they want to be, but they don't know how because then it's confusing messages. And then with me too, it's like all crazy right, right now. But if you talk about polarity and that is what the attraction is between men and women, 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 is that somebody is leading, somebody is following and the masculine is more of the container for the energy that the feminine brings. And the feminine is all about bringing your energy and awakening your whole body, your pelvic floor, breathing into it and realizing that like, like, how do you, I mean, it's a, it's like, I have to remember this when I go on dates. Like I try to do like my breathe when I meditate, I breathe in, I like pelvic floor. You do these, like, you can like clench your pet, your kegel, your PC yeah, Kegels. muscles, Kegels? Kegels? Kegels, you do them and you're like waking it. Cause so many women, the reason why we're not having pleasure and we're not having orgasms and, and we don't know what we want is cause we are just disconnected because we've been in like fight or flight or we have shame or we've had trauma. And we are disconnected from our what's going on down below. So it's so important to like reconnect to that energy. And you can actually, it's real energy. So you start to bring that energy up and you allow yourself to kind of feel it and surrender into it. And a lot of that is like letting our bodies, uh, knowing how to please ourselves, letting our bodies go. So if we're on a date, like allowing them to lead and allowing them, but not in like a passive way. And then we're in our, it's a whole other I've got See, a lot of podcasts about this. I was going to say, there's so much here. It's I don't an know, esoteric how, sort of more. No, but it all makes so much sense to me. And there's like so many ways I can kind of like now go with this conversation. And I, it could be a nine hour <laughs> podcast. Literally, we, I will come back. You have to because, okay, so let's just go with the first thing. So you're saying building, I was asking confidence. you about how do people build, but wait a second, then you said how to build, I asked you about the building confidence mm-hmm. and all that. 
But then you start, you said something about, about how we're disconnected to our bodies yes, and minds. Yes, that's huge. And if that's the case, so you, did maybe I misunderstood, but did you say if we did Kegels more? Which oh, yeah. Which is like basically I mean, that's squeezing just a, our like... Yeah, it innards, awakens it, yeah. We would be more confident because we feel our physicality It would be, I don't know that we'd be more con- It's a great, it's a great Beginning. gateway. Yeah, gateway, like, that's what, what I Like what I tell women is like, is, is they never look in the mirror. They don't look at it. They have shame. They and now with porn, I hear from all these young women who are like, "What's wrong with me? My labia." It's I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like they are learning from porn. I mean, you've it's yeah. like, oh. So now there's all this body shame. So they're like, "I don't even want to know." And I'm like, "Because well, people are looking at that as the baseline, right?" So yeah. Then if you don't look like that, male or female, I'm wrong. I'm you shameful. Feel, right. Yeah. You feel less than. Yeah. It's That's really bad. It's like holding a mirror up to them. They're like, "Oh God, this I'm really wrong." But what I say is, hold a mirror up to yourselves. Like women need to become the experts and men of their own body. So I'm like, when you're like, take a look, see what happens, see how magical your body is that like, when you get aroused, like your clitoris swells, like all these things change in your body. Like women should know this. We should understand our menstrual cycles. We should understand how we get aroused and how we get turned on. But that is empowering. That's like, like I'm telling you, I've seen this with my niece. She might kill me, but like she was just with me for a month. She won't kill me. She's been writing about it and talking about it, but she came in like, I don't know any of this. And now she's like back up at school and she's just like, like empowered, like with men telling what she wants. This is my clitoris. This is what I need. She's looking in the mirror. She's doing all the things. And I wasn't like sitting with her. I'm sure her mother's thrilled that you said that, that they're, well, talk, uh, but I think that she's, just, she's learning because people, parents don't know that her Absolutely mom, no, I am I know. teaching things to people that, that nobody knows. I didn't know. And it's still kind of, if you go into these, this work, you would know it, but women are mostly like, it's funny. I went to this one's podcast a few weeks ago. Um, and she's got a very successful show and she's all about women. Her name is Daddy Issues. Mm-hmm. She's oh, got yeah, this yeah. huge account. And she came in and she's 30 and she was like, Emily. And her, she's like, I've got a list of questions. And I'm like, okay, shoot. She's like, how do I not make that weird orgasm face? How do I give a blowjob? And I was like, okay, but what about your pleasure? What about, and I, it was like this, I was there for an hour and a half because it was like her sex lesson. And she was like. Because it's, da- it's called Daddy Issues because. Think about what that means, right? She was all about pleasing men, getting their attention. I'm like, but who cares if you give a, if you, what about your pleasure? Oh, I don't want a guy to go down. This is all on her show. I don't want any of that. I I don't want that. I'm like, well, and it's kind of like rewiring our brains. We're ready to give. How do I, I'm like, who cares how you fucking look when you do all these things? Like, what about you? So my big message is like, I just want women to know that like, you are sexier, you're more confident, you're more desirable when you lead with your sexual energy. And for a partner, if there is someone who can't handle that and you're, you're too big for them, they're not your guy. Right. So does that mean that women will naturally gravitate then to guys who are more powerful than them in what, in, or more confident or confident? Like that's if why they, women who are strong, who are successful, I would imagine tend to like guys, right? Who are sometimes also, or sometimes, no. but if they're more in their, if they're more in their alpha, they might be attracted to men more, who are live in their feminine because they need that yin that yang unique. balance. I was gonna so, say, so I might need like in my past and I'm much more nurturing now than I used to be. But my, since I've dated for so many years, <laughs> it's like, I've gone into trajectories where like I dated so many men who were like, they cooked for me. They were like much more nurturing and they were romantic. And I was like, not, I mean, I, I'm work. feminine. It probably did work. It did work. I was like, thank God someone's thinking of my needs. And I had to learn that like, I had to learn to reparent myself because I wasn't parented and I raised myself. And in many ways. And so now I'm much more like, That's I am bearing nurture. It's a fucking whole other podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. So I think that if you really take a look at yourself, you can kind of realize what your needs are. Now what I needed then was it might be what I need now. But um, yeah, typically a really strong woman is going to want someone, typically I see a little more 
nurturing. In the feminine, yeah. yeah. But we can have it all. You can learn to have it all if, if you so desire. Well, no, I think that's a, I think that's a super, uh, very strong point. Because I, I think that when you have a super strong personality, two strongs kind of end up, uh, two positives, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the, uh, yeah. They it's make just, it negative or. That's not the right polarity It's that not we the want. right polarity. No, right? you're like, there's no. So I never, like, I men are like, I want somebody who's super successful. And I have dated those guys who are super powerful or CEOs or politicians. But I wasn't getting my, like, I like to be, I want my needs. I want to be nurtured and told that I, you know, I have someone who have time for me and mm -hmm. ground me. So to me, that's not, if they're not available, I'm not interested because I'm typically not available. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I want someone who's, is a little bit more. I think that's a great, I think that's something that we should all listen to. And I, and I agree with that a lot. You can't have, I think I, two yeah. super tough strongs don't balance no, each other. It won't. So just because like people, I think people make a lot of assumptions, right? Cause like here you are is like this really strong, powerful entrepreneur who's, who's successful and pretty and da, 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 da. They think, they think that you're going to have to like, they're going to have to like match you with someone who's even above and beyond that professionally. Yeah. But what really makes someone, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's a good partner physically, sexually, right. emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. And if, I, if I would say what I'm looking for, I mean, yeah, and they could and be as long as they've you. done, if only if they, they've already made for me, like, have you done your work? Are you passionate about something? Do you know what you do you know who you are? Absolutely. I'm only using you, by the way, as an example. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think it's for all us strong entrepreneurial yeah. women out there. And like I said, there's, there's a big thing to be said for having that balance, that yin yeah. and But I do you find, okay, I was going to say to you something totally, well, although we didn't uh. really talk about the, well, we kind of touched upon the confidence. Yeah, I think you, you yeah. kind of explained it I really well. I think I did. The confidence is a, of, it's a lifelong journey. It is a lifelong journey. And, and I, I think that this that, that was a great way to kind of like. And learning to stop your negative self-talk is, is huge. Yeah. Like learning to whatever is defeating you. And, and I also think success helps confidence of becoming an expert, like definitely putting in the hours and the time to learn like with yeah. your work, with any vocation, if it's like your, or any passion, well, that's a great segue, exercise. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. So before you came on, I did a little bit of Googling mm -hmm. and, um, I wanted to figure out the correlation between sex, success, entrepreneurs. Number one, I found a couple different things. Okay. I found that, um, Number one, it said that entrepreneurs have a higher sex drive than because we're more risk taking, we're more spontaneous. Well, we're I was going to ask if that's a myth or if that's true. That entrepreneurs have more. Yeah, I believe that that's probably true. I would believe that the personality type of an entrepreneur is akin to someone who's constantly seeking thrill seeking, uh, commitment adverse, maybe more like spontaneous and wants to and has the adrenaline more like the dopamine. Junkie, the adrenaline, yeah. The dopamine Dope, yeah. and the adrenaline. So I would think that they would be more attracted to sex, you know, sexual, to, to sex, to gambling, to, to, to compulsive behaviors. So right. maybe we'd be a little bit more sexual and into things. That would make sense. Well, I'll tell you this. So I found also three, yeah, I don't th know. Yeah. three reasons, uh, wait, three reasons why uh, sex will bring more success to your life. Okay. I love it. So this says, it said that number one, sexual energy can be transmutable, which means sexual energy can be transferred to other pursuits. What do you yes. think about that? Oh, right. Absolutely. That's the other thing. Like why, why I keep talking about ma masturbation. Why the health benefits of sex connection, um, of the oxytocin you get from being with someone, which is all these love hormones and like the that will absolutely transfer. If you have sex, let's say the night before, and you go into work and you're in that morning and you're feeling more, it does, it elevates your serotonin. You are going to feel empowered to go in and kick ass because you've had this great sexual, it's like exercise. It's the same thing. Want, okay, so if that's the case, 
Okay. Then why do they say like people who are like professional athletes, a boxer who's going to be there, they have to, abstra- they have to like abstain. Is that but the word? Abstain. Yeah. Abstain from yeah, sex. Abs- that's yeah. actually not true. I thought that, that is uh, that's true. That's another myth that you shouldn't have sex before the night, before the, is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, or like, you know, they don't want to have any, any women Maybe no issues. ejaculation. Right, but, because they have to, be, yes, isn't there, how is that the okay. same? That I, I believe that it's more like a myth. Yeah, well, if someone's causing you drama and you have a huge match the next day, like don't go out with your drama ex or anything, but I think that sex. No, they say, I thought they said, and this could be like. Yeah, no. That like if. If people have a big game, not just boxers, whatever, they Baseball, have to kind of, whatever it I've is, heard they, that, yeah. they have to, that maybe this is a myth. I'm asking you if it's a myth. They have to abstain from sex the night before. I mean, I, I've heard this. I actually got asked this on a press request once for like Cosmo magazine. And I like remember doing a deep dive into it. It's like, there's been, like maybe it was about female runners or something in, in male and like runners as well. And like, maybe there was like no conclusive evidence that was actually true. And okay. it was more like a case by case basis having to do with what you ate your, how trained you were, but like sex, 99.9% of sex is going to be very beneficial to you. Like if you're with a partner that you trust or that's loving and you had sex, it's pretty much going to enhance said you both have pleasure and you're in a healthy place. It's going to help you not hurt you. Okay. Especially masturbation. If you're single too, this is why I harp on it. It helps you figure out your body and it gives you, you get flushed with these hormones that help with migraine headaches, PMS, it helps you with with um, well, sex does sex um, just sex just orgasm. Okay, so tell me the benefit. Give me the health benefits. Health of sex. benefits of orgasm. Okay, back to the orgasm. Well, Love because I do, or sorry, okay, I have to bleep it. Is this I like know. on no, PBS? No, no, no. Um, health fine. benefits of of orgasm of sex is all the same. It's those chemicals, those rush of those feel good hormones. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, like that's all really right, good for us all, to get. It's flushed. like you get it from, It's like exercise. It is the same. It's thing. a form of exercise. Yeah. And connection, we need that with our we partners. Need, like, I think connection also. It's right? all about connection. We want to be able to touch. I think that's really healthy to be able to like cuddle. Like intimacy isn't just about sex. It is about hand holding and cuddling and touching and being close to your partner. So all of that is absolutely beneficial because it calms our nervous system. You know, stress is the biggest killer of our sex drive. Right. Stress is an anxiety and we're all freaking stressed out. So if you can find ways to calm yourself, relax yourself, for many people, it can be through sex and touch. So the health benefits, like you said, you're releasing those. Oh my God, you're releasing. Those feel good hormones. Yeah, like it helps people with exercise. headaches. It helps clear your skin. It helps it you helps sleep better. It helps clearing your skin? Yeah. It can help with clearing your skin. How? Absolutely. Not like you're a dermatologist. Because I know, I know because they still. say that like your blood circulation through mm. your body is going to help you. You're flushing it with like better with the blood circulation is typically mm. what it is. Um, it can help you with cramps. Have an oh. orgasm because you're tensing those pelvic floor muscles. And so that's okay. And so, okay. And the other one is that, hold on, I'm going back to here yeah, yeah, yeah. the sex, the, the correlation between sex and success. Then it says, um, it also obviously puts you in a state, sorry, sex puts you in a peak state of creativity. Yeah, it can. Absolutely. Yes. Because your brain, you've had that release and then your like clear mind right after orgasm could act absolutely, um, propel you into, or like go write down and write something after an orgasm. Wow. It's such a release. Right. So then like there are, so, so there's creativity, clarity, confidence. So I guess the, the thing is the act of sex can be very beneficial for people who are entrepreneurs or, or for six or, or success because of all the stuff we just talked about, the yeah. releases of all those great, those feel good hormones, the ability to be more creative, um, 
However, I guess what the, what the people sometimes talk about the other stuff, the yeah. bad, the toxic relationships. Well, there's always a dark side, yeah, right? Right. That's, that's the, the, the light this is all the side. benefits and happiness. But you can also be in a relationship that's like super shitty, yeah. but have great sex. But then uh. so you can have the benefit, the benefits of the great sex, I guess. But then the other issue would be like the yeah. Then it's more short lived if it's with someone toxic right. who makes you feel and worse. Drama. After. Drama is such a time suck. If you are in a toxic spiral right now and you're in a relationship that won't end like, or that you keep getting into it, this is when I say just stop what you're doing, pull out of the relationship if you can, or just like get some help, get a therapist. Because therapy, if you guys are still in like couples, when it, it's a toxic cycle, you're never, just know this right now, you're never going to get out of it on your own. Because this is how you got there. Right. With this person, you're not going to have a fight that's going to solve it all. You guys don't have the tools, clearly. Mm -hmm. So get into therapy together or on your own and start to figure out what the hell is this pattern from. It's typically from childhood. We are here to figure out whatever happened to us in childhood. You could have had the most perfect parent, perfect parents in the world, but to be honest, started to burst your bubble. Nobody does. They are here. We, if you just look at it this way, we are here to learn lessons. And those lessons are starting from our caretakers. Right. Even if they were there and perfect and supportive and all these things, there are still things to learn and to unlearn. Mostly it's learning what it was and then what is serving you, what didn't serve you, and then break you free and creating your own patterns that do serve you. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. I have a couple other things for you and then you can, you'll be free to, to, to get out of here. Um, number one, because it's a show all about habits and hustle, what do you do every day? What is your routine? What is your habits that you do day in, day out to be as productive uh -huh. and as um, successful? I would say that my daily, I, I'm a meditator. I've been meditating for like a long time, 25 years. And for me, my, my latest thing is meditate. Ma uh, I'm going to say it again. Uh -oh. <laughs> Here we go. Meditate, masturbate, manifest. If you can do those things in the morning, I try to do at least two out of three it like the first thing when I wake up in the morning, because that always sets me up for success because I never regret, just like the gym, I never regret having an orgasm and I never regret like working out. I always feel better after. And then my mind is clearer. And then I like, just think about my day, what I want to happen, what like, because I, I'm, I am, I mean, I've been an anxious person typically. So if I can kind of think about even what's happening in my day and how I want it to go. And I can take a moment to manifest it, to feel it in my body. What's it going to be like? Then that just sets me up. Cause then I'm like, Oh, you already know how this meeting is going to be, that this interview is going to go well, that the show tonight you'll be fine. And, and so it's the all first thing you do me. when you wake up is I meditate. I do. I just put on my headphones and I sit up in bed and then you what, take them off and then you master. And then I've got my toys. Yeah. You didn't bring then, them. I thought you said you were going to bring them. Oh, I'm, I'm going to bring them tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, I am. Okay, good. You could. Yeah. Tonight we're having dinner off offline here. We adore but, each yeah. other. She was just on my podcast. I just yeah, because I was. Did it release yet? No. No. What did you tell me when it's going? I can't remember. I'll look. Yeah. But okay. check it out. It was really good. And oh, then I'm gonna bring you toys. Oh, because I wanted to see you and ask you. I have a sex toy closet in my office that is massive, and so I need to ask you what. I'm gonna bring you a bunch, and then okay. you're gonna pick. Okay. What do you want to ask me though? What toys you would want? Oh, have you okay, ever okay. used toys? You're bring, so you're gonna bring me like a variety of toys. Well, I'm gonna see. Do you want a clitoral vibrator? Do you want a G spot? I'm definitely gonna bring you lube. If I could leave with anything, lube is like the secret <laughs> weapon in the bedroom. Lube. I love is, her. Lube is the most important thing. Like I, no matter what age you are, Indiana University Kinsey Institute did a study. And when you add just a few drops of lube to every sexual activity, women are 80% more likely to orgasm. Because our clitoris isn't going to lubricate itself. We need to add a few drops and it helps warm things up. But mimic, even if you're already wet, I know everyone's like, oh, I don't need that. There's like a stigma. 
Like, oh, I'm something's wrong. And then men are like, no lube. That means I didn't turn you on and it's all bullshit. That's the myth. The myth is that our wetness level is an indicator of arousal and it is not true. Oh, right. Because you owed me, you actually owed another myth. Uh, we, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, we needed you, five minutes. You are not, women can be wet and not turned on. You can be turned on and not wet. You might be wet and then you dry up because you're having sex. Just add lube. I'm going to be bringing you lube and then a few toys to choose from. Wow. Oh my God. This is going to be a great dinner. It is going to be a great dinner. We're going to embarrass like people beside us though. I love it. I love it. Make them look. Make them ask about it. No one's ever said like, why'd you tell me to get that toy or use lube? Literally, I get, because my dream, one of them is a lube on every nightstand. Like really? Steve Jobs. With the, yes, because we are so shameful of it. And I'm telling you, I love Uber Lube. I love Pure. There's all these great bland, brands. You can go to my website, Sex with Emily. We have all of them on there. But like, don't buy the drugstore, like kind, but you invest in it and it, few drops, it changes everything. Do you know what I heard? And not because I use it, because I actually don't, but I heard this from a few uh, few girls. They use coconut oil. Is that true? I have a great brand of coconut oil called Woo More Play that's actually a lube, coconut oil that's created into a lube. Yes, you can use coconut oil and mostly you will be fine. My only challenge is that like, it's not, we have to be so careful because there are, our bacteria is can be so sensitive. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. It, it was in the, cupboard and then it was in the refrigerator and it's changing textures. I'm just worried about using it. Like you're going to use it for your stir fry and then you're going to bring it in the bedroom. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I don't like, look, there's a pubic hair in our. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 that must be very odd myself, but I mean, you know, what am I going to say? I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like an interesting Yeah. I'm going to bring option. you that. Okay. I'm okay. going to bring it. You're going to love it. That's great. Okay. So we got sidetracked. Okay. So we finished we, with your we, routine. Yeah. So you meditate. I do that, I Why exercise? don't you masturbate first, then meditate? You're in bed Sometimes already. I do, but it's almost like my, my like gift. It's almost like my oh, reward. Like, like your reward. Okay, okay. But it depends on the mood. If I wake up feeling like, and I'm telling you, I don't always want to do any of those things. What's so, the third thing you said? Manifest. Oh, manifest. It could be writing. Okay. It could be, I get, then I get in the shower. I'm like, how's my day going to go? It calms me. Or like, what do I want? Like, I think that we so, it's really has been a good practice for me to actually think about what I want to happen, how I want it to go down. Because typically we'll catastrophize, we'll worry. We'll, mm -hmm. you know, I think I've done that. I'm like, I, I just get caught up in like an anxious loop about the day or what I need to do. But when I actually am thinking through what I want, either in my, that day or in my life, it just helps me with a lot of clarity. I think that you're not going around in circles all day. So those things help me. I work out. I try to work out most days. Most days. You know, having in a week, but that's life. I realize you go up and right. down. Ebb but and flow. Ebb and it's flow. a flow. Um, what are my other habits for success? I try, I really, I really have a great environment. Um, yeah, I get my meals delivered because I usually get really hangry and I just make sure mm -hmm. that I have like breakfast and lunch delivered so I don't have to worry. I try to take care of as many things as I can so I don't have to worry about them. Absolutely. Um, and... I, I don't cook though. And I really try to have great communication at my, you know, in my office, my staff. I want to work around really good people. That's something else I've had to learn for success. Like treating your employee, this is kind of a, I don't know if that's because that's not a personal routine, but I try to be a good, I am a good boss, good leader, treating people with, making, give, paying them what they're worth, um, treating people well. But like, I think my main thing is extra, if I exercise and meditate every day, I'm good. It clears your brain. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And you could also, yeah, I was going to say you can masturbate in the shower, but I didn't want to bring it up again because I've oh, said it so okay. many times. So if you masturbate, does that mean, is there, so is there, what's the difference between masturbating and then having sex with someone else? Is there one that's supposed to be more beneficial than others? They're all the same. All the They're same. All, I mean, honestly, like the reason why I like masturbation is because it's constantly, it's self-love. It truly is. It's yeah. like Woody no, Allen I, said, I understand. it's sex I agree, yeah. with someone you love. 
and you are connected. Like I'm saying, if if it's just doing a kegel once a day, or or you're touching, or you're, you are connecting. It's helping to break that blockage of energy. So I think it's important to, yeah, but also being with your partner and having sex. And it doesn't have to be about every day. And people always want to know what's the right number. I mean, I think that- That's why I didn't ask that question. Get to decide. Couples get to decide. But if it's not right for you guys and figure out what is, there's compromise. If there's no time, set the alarm earlier in the morning, have weekend sex, like just fit it in. And I think scheduling sex is really important for many, many couples are just too busy. If you wait for it to happen, it won't happen. Right. So, but then doesn't it take the like kind of the- No. So that's what I used to think. Yeah. But if you actually schedule it, here's why it's so much better. Because then you're like, oh, Saturday night is the night. And then remember I talked about, mm-hmm. I yeah. said also my other foreplay quote is foreplay starts after the last orgasm. That means that now you're looking forward to it and you guys can send each other sexy texts. You didn't say text. that, but I like that. I think, yeah. Say that so again for everybody. Foreplay starts after the last orgasm because our brain is the largest sex organ. So for many women who think they have low libido and they don't want to have sex, it's because we are not thinking about it. It's not top of mind. Keep your pilot light lit. Talk to your partner about what's going to happen Saturday night. You wear your favorite sexy things that make you feel good, your perfume, the, the, the lotion, the toys. And you guys can even plan like Saturday night, I can't wait to do this thing. And then you're building towards it rather than one mm, of you wants it perfect. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're rejected. And then they're like, oh, I got to give it duty sex. Then you just know Saturdays are night. Done. It takes so much worry. And then you can just- And pressure off. Because you know that one, you have yeah. that one. Yeah. That's yeah. a great, that, this is great information. I have Good. to say, Honey, I'm seriously, so glad. I think genuinely, like you gave us a lot, you packed a lot of yeah. info in here. Good. Where I could have like gone on so many different tangents. You seriously have to come back. I will. Like I say that sometimes to people- No, but I, I mean really it. Mean and it. I meant it to you too yeah, though. And I, I meant it. Mean it. Like, Dude, I mean the same thing. Because I'm that's in. a great point. I mean, like anything else in life to be successful, you need to, you have to schedule everything, everything. and have like a structure. It's not because you're being regimented. It's because you are trying to be, you're trying to like, your goal is to be successful right. at everything that you do. Right. So why elim- eliminate, we the, eliminate it, like eliminate the, the, the confusion and the back and forth, like have it there. Right. And everything else in life that we are just like, well, you're saying that we achieve at exercise, health, religion, being a good parent, we, because we make we a plan, but with sex, it. we're like, oh, it should always be amazing without talking about it. Magical. No, that's bullshit. That's not how sex goes down. Absolutely Have true. structure around it. Have structure around anything. Have that's, goals. Such a good point. I love this. This is good. Sex with Emily. <laughs> I love you. I adore you. I love you too. Thanks for having me. I think you were just great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank so you. tell people how they can find you if they don't, if they're living under a rock. If you're living under a rock now, you can yeah. find me. Everything is sexwithemily.com. I release three podcasts a week, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have Sirius XM Radio, I am on five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. I have a store on my site, tons of recommendations for all the great products I love. You can send your questions to feedback at sexwithemily.com. Wow. Thank you so much. And um, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. 
There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.